Your top stories on Blitz this hour. The Proteus touched down in the UAE ahead of the ICC T20 World Cup. The latest T20 cricket action from around the world. Banyana Banyana beat Mozambique in the Kosafa Women's Cup. Action and reactions from the world of football. And we look ahead to the Turkish Grand Prix. The Proteus' first stop ahead of the highly anticipated ICC T20 World Cup is Dubai, where the South Africans will be involved in a short training camp excluding players involved in the Indian Premier League. The Proteus head into the World Cup off the back of three T20 series wins away from home, coming against the West Indies, Ireland and Sri Lanka, giving Timber Bavuma's charges some confidence as South Africa look to end their wait for ICC trophy, having been to the semi-finals twice of a T20 World Cup. The Proteus get their quest for glory underway against Australia before facing the West Indies and two nations who are yet to qualify. Limbobo Impalas won the toss and chose to bat first when they took on Eastern Cape Inyati at the Diamond Oval in Kimberley on Monday. The Impala openers Ludwig Kaisner and Michael Nofal put on a 30-run stand that struggled to make headway before Nofal fell for 18, courtesy of Tandolue to Mnyaka. Skipper Thomas Hobson was in and out as he walked for four runs, Mnyaka with a second dismissal. The Impala's batting lineup continued to wobble and after 23 balls at the crease, Kaysner walked for 15 runs. He was followed to the stands by Nico Shigwambano moments later as Gideon Peters grabbed two scalps from two deliveries. That brought Morne Fenta and Yuandre Skiapas to the crease and they managed to steady the ship with a much-needed 96-run stand. We saw Fenta amass 56 runs before Skiapas was run out with the last delivery of the innings for 31. Limpopo Impala is recovering from 42 for 4 to 138 for 5 in their 20 overs. Marco Maria and Ngetisimalika made a flying start to the chase with the former bringing up his 50 in just 26 balls en route to notching up a century for the opening stand. Fenter was the man who eventually broke the deadlock, removing both openers in the same over, Maria for 65 and Malika on 41. But the damage was done as the side from the Eastern Cape romped to a comfortable 8-wicket win with 33 balls to spare. The Kimberley Oval welcomes CSA Provincial T20 knockout action between the Rocks and the Warriors, both getting their Pool D campaigns underway. Warriors skipper Sinetemba Klashile won the toss and sent the team from Boland into bat. The brothers Malan, Yanaman and Peter could only add seven before the former was run out by Vian Libber. Clyde Fortain quickly found his feet at the crease, putting together 33 runs alongside Peter Malan, with the new man at the crease scoring the bulk of the runs. The Rocks lost two quick wickets in the space of three overs that brought the experienced head of Christian Jonker to the crease and the big hitter alongside Fortain managed to take the game away from the Warriors. Fortain remained a constant figure in the middle reaching the half-century mark but the former S-under-19 batsman had his sights set on triple figures after reaching 99. There it is! The celebrations ensue. That is a wonderful moment for the young man, big celebration and his team couldn't have asked for a better start from him. Wonderful performance and he's not done just yet. The 118 runs put together between Fortain and Jonker ensured the Rocks finished their 20 overs in 183. 
Vian Lebe and Matthew Brietzka got the Warriors' pursuit of the winning target off to a good start, adding 32 for the first wicket before Lebe departed for 21. Brietzka led from the front alongside the experienced head of John John Smuts as the pair got stuck in, frustrating the Rocks' attack, putting on a solid batting display. The second wicket stand looked to put the Warriors on course for the win, adding 88 runs together. But the team from the Boerland managed to claw the way back into the encounter, producing the goods with ball in hand and removing Smuts for 47 while Brietzka departed for 51. Despite the run rate climbing to over 12 to the over, Lesibo and Goubert gave the Warriors some hope with a quick fire 30 of 16 deliveries. Farisco Adams and Ziad Abrams had other ideas, claiming two wickets each in the last two overs of the match as the Warriors' innings collapsed with the Rocks claiming a 17-run victory. There was a top-of-the-table clash on Monday in the IPL as the Chennai Super Kings and Delhi Capitals battled it out in their penultimate regular season encounter of the 2021 campaign. Level on 18 points at the summit, the winner of Monday's encounter would earn the right to sit alone at the very top, a major confidence booster ahead of the playoffs. The Capitals elected to field first, a decision that paid off with two big early wickets. Faf Duplessis and Rutaraj Gaikwad gone in the opening five overs. Moin Ali then departed with only five runs to his name, while Robin Utapa followed his lead five deliveries later, the Super King struggling on 62 for four. It was the fifth wicket partnership between MS Dhoni and Ambati Raidu that rescued the innings. The two amassed 70 runs over the next 11 overs, Raidu the aggressor scoring a 50 in that time. A delivery after his milestone and the partnership was finally broken, with Dhoni sent packing, 136 for 5 in their allotted 20 overs. The chase was a topsy-turvy affair. The Super Kings were seemingly on top of the Capitals, removing Prithvi Shaw, Shreyas Ayer and Risa Pant before the midway point. However, Sikha Dawan kept the Capitals in contention with some brilliant batting in the middle, a man on a mission. Maintaining a partner, however, proved a little difficult. Ripal Patel and Ravi Ashwin were removed in quick succession. Shahjo Takur responsible for the latter. He thought he found the big scalp of Dawan two balls later, but DRS came to the rescue. A close call for Dawan, but he would end up departing in the over. Ali with a fine catch. Takur with a well-earned wicket. Nevertheless, the Capitals only needed to find 38 more runs from there. A mature and forceful display from Shimran Hetmeyer all but secured the win, knocking 28 off 18 deliveries. The dismissal of Aksar Patel made things a little more interesting in the tail end, but it was always going to be difficult to stop the Capitals so close to the victory. Oh, turned away leg side, that'll be the game. Bravo went full and straight. He missed, Rabada was up to it. The Delhi Capitals have taken the spoils here in Dubai tonight. The Delhi Capitals now sit alone at the top after their win over the Super Kings. RCB and the Kolkata Knight Riders complete the top four, with three teams just two points away. Catch match 51 of the Indian Premier League right here on your World of Champions. It's the Rajasthan Royals versus the Mumbai Indians.
Defending champions, South Africa were hoping to return to winning ways and secure progression to the last four of the Kosafo Women's Championship when they took on Mozambique in a Group A encounter at Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium on Monday. Banyana Banyana looked to make a fast start and could have been a goal up within the first five minutes of the match, but Nokolo Kosane missed a sitter. The South Africans had the upper hand but were wasteful in front of goal. That was until Sbulele Olweni took matters upon herself. But Olweni goes goalwards and scores! Eight goals last season. Finally, she opens her account in 2021. And the 20-year-old will celebrate a wonderful, wonderful curling finish. The hosts couldn't increase that advantage before the end of a stop-start first half that had no less than 39 fouls committed in it. Mozambique hit back in the second half in a counter-attack as captain Sina Manuel finished off a Lucia Jose cross. Mozambique's story was short-lived, however, as Banyana Banyana reclaimed the lead two minutes later, substitute Melinda Jadiete with the goal. Olweni finished the visitors off for her second of the match as Banyana Banyana walked away 3-1 winners with the semi-final spot in the bag. Botswana and Zimbabwe headed into their clash, both on three points and looking to keep within touching distance of the table-topping Tanzania as the knockout rounds approach. The match got underway to a cagey start with a couple of chances falling the way of both sides. Privileged Mopeti broke the deadlock for Zimbabwe though, when she pounced on a loose ball at the far post to rocket it into the back of the net. The second half saw Botswana looking to press higher up the field as they searched for an equaliser. Unfortunately for them though, the pressing meant space was left behind at the back, which allowed Msipa to take advantage of some poor defending to loop the free header into the goal. As the clock ran down, Rudo Neshamba was on hand to put the final nail in the coffin for Botswana, when she sweetly struck a ball from a tight angle to make it 3-0 to secure their spot in the next round. The Kosafa Women's Championship action continues on Yield of Champions as Zambia take on Uganda. The action will be live on Supersport. Musa Lebusa and Goodman Mosele have been withdrawn from the Bafana Bafana squad for the upcoming 2022 FIFA Qatar World Cup qualifiers against Ethiopia. Orlando Paris midfielder Mosele was removed from the squad after failing to report for camp on Sunday to start preparations for the back-to-back -back encounters and has been replaced by Supersport United's Jesse Don, the 22-year-old, receiving his maiden call-up to the national team. Lebusa missed Sundowns' last two games with a right quad strain. He'll not regain his fitness in time for international duty and will be replaced by another Supersport United player, Luke Fleers. Safa are urgently working to organize the return of fans to stadiums, with South Africa's Minister of Health, Dr. Joe Patler, approving the proposal of having fully COVID-19 vaccinated spectators in attendance for the October 12th encounter at the FNB Stadium between Bafana Bafana and Ethiopia. Claudio Ranieri has been appointed as the new Watford manager on a two-year deal. The 69-year-old succeeds Shusko Munoz, who won promotion with the Hornets last season, but was sacked after just 10 months in the job after Watford had picked up seven points from seven Premier League games this season and was sitting 14th on the table. Ranieri left Serie A side Sampdoria at the end of June this year and returns to the English top flight following a two-year and seven-month absence with Fulham, the last side he coached in the Premier League. Watford is the 21st club the Italian has taken charge of in his 35-year managerial career. In that time, he has won eight trophies, including the 1999-98 Italian Cup, the 2004-05 Super Cup with Valencia, and the Premier League title with Leicester City in 2015-16. Spaniard Schisco, who was fired after Saturday's 1-0 defeat by Leeds, is the first Premier League manager to lose his job this season.
We're now reaching boiling points in the UEFA Nations League, with the semi-finals drawing closer. Hosts Italy take on Spain, Belgium face France. The Azzurri, the current champions of Europe, will be boosted by their home ground advantage over the remainder of the tournament. And on top of that, they are yet to lose in the competition. Even more reason to feel confident ahead of a tricky meeting with Spain, who will be seeking redemption in the game following their penalty shootout defeat in the penultimate round of the European Championships. This for Italy to win it, Jorginho style. They are in the final. Their run goes on. The hardest of tasks. Spain set them all sorts of problems. Roberto Mancini has been sensational for Italy since his arrival in 2018. The Italian tactician made history in September. Their draw with Switzerland in the FIFA World Cup qualifier allowed them to extend their unbeaten run to 36 matches, which in turn allowed them to break Brazil and Spain's joint record of remaining unbeaten in 35 matches. The record now stands at 37 games unbeaten following their 5-0 win over Lithuania. Spain's players arrived at their training camp on Monday. Several new faces in the mix, and some making a long-awaited return. No Real Madrid players included, but there is space for Barcelona's 17-year-old midfielder, Javi. Villarreal's 18-year-old winger, Jeremy Pinto, has also been named in the squad. Tottenham's Brian Hill replaced the injured Marcus Llorente, while Chelsea's Marcus Alonso returns for the first time in three years. The game against Italy will definitely be a difficult game. They've been doing very well for a while now. We hope we'll battle it out. Belgium and France collide in the other semi-final on Thursday in Turin, a proper all-star affair. The last time these two squared off was at the 2018 FIFA World Cup, a 1-0 win for Le Bleu en route to world domination, Samuel Ntiti the hero on that day. France have only won one of their last six matches in all competitions, a 2-0 win over Finland in the World Cup qualifiers that followed two disappointing one-all draws against Bosnia and Ukraine. Belgium, on the other hand, after losing to Italy in the Euro 2020 quarterfinals, have enjoyed three victories against Estonia, Czech Republic and Belarus in the World Cup qualifiers. Like us, in 2018 they had the chance to be in the final, and we were in the final before becoming world champions. But it's not like Thursday's match is going to change anything. The rivalry has always been there, but it's a healthy rivalry and only at a sporting level. Axel Witzel spoke highly of France picking out some of their standout performers, but also named one that he's happy they won't be facing this week. Karim Benzema is more than a top-level player. He's really tough. They have several big players, Kylian Mbappe, Antoine Griezmann too. Golokante is not present. I think that's good for us because this guy has six lungs and 36 legs. Only four teams are left standing in the UEFA Nations League. You can catch the semi-finals right here on Supersport. Italy take on Spain, Belgium face France.